Greetings and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. Very, very happy to have you with me on the program today as we continue on from where we were last time. Um, as always, please do um, reach out to us at redeemingthelost at iCloud.com. We would love to hear from you. And uh, today we're going to be building on where we were last time. We were looking at the relationship uh, between the heart and the mouth as uh, the Word of the Lord expresses that relationship in the book of Romans chapter 10. And uh, we're also going to be in the book of Romans 10 today. And uh, so let's go over to the Word of God. Now let me read Romans 10, starting in verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Uh, now we need a little bit of backdrop here. Um, and, and that backdrop is uh, very, very simply the reality that sin is exceedingly sinful and that God has a desire uh, to save sinners. God has a desire uh, that sinners come to repentance. God has a desire uh, that sinners be saved from his wrath in a very, very real place called hell. And in addition to having that desire, God He doesn't just have that desire, but he made every provision for that salvation from his wrath to be possible. And uh, we need to understand that that sin is sin and that sin is worthy of death. And that, um, you know, things like adultery, things like fornication, things like uh, deception and blasphemy and idolatry and, and all the rest of it, drunkenness, uh, they, they all come um, as a result of a fallen condition. They come because uh, we are fallen by nature. We are sinners by nature. And uh, we just really don't have another option as we go through this life. And uh, there's, a, there's a whole lot of history behind that. And you can go all the way back to the book of Genesis to get that history. Uh, but there's a reason um, that sin just naturally comes out of us. There's a reason that we always, by nature, find ourselves contrary to the holiness of God, contrary to the goodness of God, contrary to the justice of God, contrary to the, to the truth of God. We just naturally find ourselves there. And uh, there's a reality that, that God is putting sin out of his creation. Uh, there, If you flip ahead to the book of Revelation, you're going to find the reality that there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth, and there's not going to be any sin there. Uh, at that time, there will be no sin. At that time, sin will be a thing of the past. Um, now, sin is very present in the creation now, but it will not always be that way. Uh, the Word of God tells us this. Um, and God is going to put away sin out of his creation. And death is the vehicle of doing that. Uh, death is the vehicle of God putting away sin out of his creation. Uh, sin is very, very temporary in creation. Um, I just mentioned the new heavens and the new earth. Um, you will notice that, um, that we have a lifespan. Um, human beings have a lifespan. Um, animals have a lifespan. Plants have a lifespan. Everything's got a lifespan here. Um, everything is very, very temporary in terms of its lifespan. Um, about the only thing that's constant is, um, you know, the fact that, you know, days and nights and, you know, time just kind of goes on. Uh, but uh, we are, um, according to the flesh, uh, we are very temporary. We talk about a lifespan. And 
Um, God moves in the years that we have. Hear that. Uh, God, you, God moves in the years that we have. Uh, we have these years. And over the course of the time that we're here, over the course of the time that this life goes on, um, we have opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We have opportunity uh, to believe Jesus. We have opportunity um, to um, uh, to be born again. We have opportunity to be forgiven. Uh, we have opportunity to be made new. Uh, we have opportunity to come into a redeemed relationship with God. Uh, we have opportunity to be given eternal life. Uh, God, um, not only, uh, again, he, he, he has a will for that. Um, and we're going to get into that. You know, you know, he has a will for that, and he's made every provision for that to happen. Uh, but friend, understand that the wages of sin is death, and that sin's consequence is death, and that that death has a purpose, and that somebody's death is going to answer for your sin. It's going to be the atoning death of the Lord Jesus Christ, or it's going to be your own death. Having rejected Jesus, having rejected his blood, having rejected God's grace in him. Um, but, but the point is, somebody's death's going to answer for your sin. Now, the good news of the gospel is this, wherein we are worthy of death by, by nature of this sin uh, that is our nature. And it just sort of naturally comes out of us in word and in deed and in action. Um, uh, the good news of the gospel is that Jesus died. Uh, Jesus became sin, and Jesus died a death. And the whole reason he did that was so that your sin could get placed upon him, so that your personal sin um, placed upon him, your death placed upon him. He dies your death, and you go free. He dies your death, and you receive eternal life. He dies your death, and you are forgiven. He dies your death, and all of a sudden, God looks at you, and, and he doesn't see any more sin. All of a sudden, you know, God comes and he dwells. Um, all of a sudden, you get pulled into relationship with God. All of a sudden, you get made into a new creature, and because Jesus died an atoning death. And hallelujah, it didn't stop there. He rose again. Jesus, um, he laid down his life, and he took up his life. And he is alive, and he is well today. And he is ministering today. And so let's go with that backdrop in mind. Let's go over to the book of Romans here. Um, so we read, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him um, of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? Now, God has a design here. God has an order here. Uh, God has a will. God has a task here. Uh, like I said, we've all, you know, human beings, we got a lifespan. Um, our flesh only goes so far. And then, um, and then our flesh dies. But the spirit lives and the soul, and, um, you know, we live on. Uh, we, we are souls with a body. We're not bodies with a soul. Um, you know, the body dies and the soul goes on. The soul doesn't die. Uh, the soul stands before the Lord. And uh, the reality is um, God moves in these years. And 
Um, God desires people to be saved. God desires people to be redeemed. God desires people to be forgiven. God desires his son to be preached. Uh, God desires um, to, God, you know, there's rejoicing in heaven, the likes of which we don't understand here. When one sinner repents, when one sinner um, is saved, when one sinner is born again, when one sinner is forgiven, uh, when, one, when, when that salvation happens in only one person, there is rejoicing in heaven. And, 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 and it's a glorious thing. Uh, the, the long and the short of it is God desires people to hear the gospel. And God moves through this foolishness of preaching um, to reach people. Uh, God uses the church. God uses um, people um, who are Christians, people who are in Christ, and people who are united together as a church. God uses the church to get this gospel out. God God gives the church word. God gives the church the gospel. And then the church, being the vessel, pours it out on the person next to him, pours it out on on um, you know, on their neighbors, on the town, on the city, on the on the state, on the country. Um, God pours into the church and the church pours out. Uh, that's God's order. Um, now look at the, you know. Um, people have to believe on Jesus in order to call upon him. People have to hear on Jesus in order to believe on him. Somebody's got to preach in order for people to hear. And somebody must be sent in order to preach. Uh, God accomplishes all of this through the church. He accomplishes all this through local churches, and he accomplishes all this through, uh, through the church, um, you know, around the world at large, um, uh, brothers and sisters all around the world, in, in all the nations of the world, and all the places of the world, because God has a desire, you know, um, he did all this stuff with Jesus. Uh, Jesus did all this dying on the cross, and he did all this becoming sin, and he did all this be bearing the wrath of God, and he did all this rising again, and he didn't just do it and just not tell anyone. Anybody. Uh, no, quite the opposite. Um, this goes out. Uh, this has gone out throughout history. And, uh, and God has a heart um, going on here. God has a real heart going on here uh, that everybody hear Jesus uh, because there's not a soul alive that God doesn't love. Um, regardless of whether or not that soul believes in him, regardless of whether or not that soul loves him, uh, God loves that individual soul. Uh, this, you know, that individual person might cuss God out from the dawning, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, uh, might have this hatred, might have this murder, might have this lust, uh, might have, you know, all this sin just coming out, coming out, coming out. You know, just because you sin, that does not mean that God stops loving you. No, uh, you know, in the case of somebody who's a sinner, in the case of somebody who's rejecting God, um, man, God reaches out and God reaches out and God reaches out and God reaches out. How does he do that? Through people that he sends. Uh, through people that he sends to preach so that people might hear, so that people might believe, so that people might call upon the name of Jesus to be born again. Hallelujah and amen. God uses the church. We cannot miss that fact. Uh, we cannot miss the fact that God desires every single Christian man, woman, and child in the world to be a member of a local church. Uh, God did not design you 
uh, to be sort of off on your own. God did not design you to just have a family church. Uh, God did not design you for that. You know, God designed you to be a part of a local body of believers. And you get blessed by that, and in turn, you bless that local body of believers. Uh, This is, you know, the order of God, the design of God, the will of God, according to the New Testament. Uh, You can look in Ephesians 5, you can look in Colossians 1. Uh, Just some, you know, some stuff that I wrote down real quick. I mean, but, but, but there is God's order for the church expressed in the New Testament. And, you know, God blesses people who are members of a church, um, I mean, um, there, there are pastors and there are teachers and there are evangelists and there are apostles and there's the fivefold ministry and, and um, they're all there for the benefit of the saints. They're all there for the maturing of the saints, for the growing up of the saints. And the saints minister to one another. Um, you know, it's very, it's, 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 it's the heart of God that we be a body and that we function as a body. And so God blesses us that way. And God also blesses the world that way because it's through the church. It's through people. Um, it's through people that God reaches people. Um, we are vessels uh, and we've got a treasure. Uh, we, we've got the treasure of the Holy Spirit. We've got the treasure of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we have it in these earthen vessels, these fragile earthen vessels. Um, we, we have it in us. We walk around in our bodies and hallelujah and amen. You know, we preach and God moves. And, and I pray that you know what that's like, you know, God moving through you. Um, uh, but at the same time, it's, it's just God's will that we be a body and it's God's will that we reach out as a church and that we have that focus, uh, we have that desire, and uh, we have that priority to reach people with the gospel, to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ so that everybody hears and so that everybody has an opportunity to believe, so that everybody has an opportunity to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be born again. You know, it's a, it's a real simple truth that, um, you know, if you're a Christian today and you're listening to this, you know, somebody preached the gospel to you. Uh, whether that was in a witnessing situation, whether you were in a church service when it happened, uh, whether you're out on a sidewalk when it happened, uh, whether you were listening to something, you know, like on online or on the radio or on the television when it happened. Um, but, but the point is, somebody was preaching the gospel and you had the opportunity to listen and you had the opportunity. You know, God moved on you. God showed himself to you. Uh, God showed yourself to you. Uh, God showed you your sin. God showed you his holiness. God showed you um, his love, his redeeming love. God showed you that there's a wrath upon you. God showed you that there's a judgment coming. God showed you that, that uh, you know, that hell is, you know, you're, you're just a heartbeat away from hell. God showed that to you. And then God turned around and he showed you at the same time. He said, I love you. I love you. I made the hell for the devil and his angels. I don't want you to go there. You know, come and believe on my son. Come and believe on Jesus Christ. He's your savior. Come and believe on him. He's the lover of your soul. Come and believe on him. His blood will cover your sin. Come and believe on him. Um, I'll take away all your death and I'll give you eternal life. I'll take away all your despair and I'll give you joy and I'll give you living hope and I'll give you wisdom and I'll give you life. I will bless you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You know, this is God's will for you, my friend, if you're outside of Jesus Christ. And this is God's will for every lost man, woman, and child around the world. And church, we got to be preaching this. 
church, we got to be ministering this. Church, we're missing out if we're not. Uh, we're missing the heart of God if we're not. Because, man, you know, somebody preached to you, and then somebody preached to the person who preached to you. Somebody preached to that person. Somebody preached to that person. Somebody preached to that person. And every single one of us can trace our spiritual lineage in that way back to the original apostles, back to Jerusalem, back to Acts chapter 2 when Peter was preaching and people were starting to believe and people were starting to become Christians. People were starting to be born again. People were starting to be forgiven. Uh, The Spirit was building the church and the Spirit was putting the church on the face of the earth and it started in Jerusalem. And then not too long after that, it started going outside of Jerusalem, started going into Samaria. It started going unto the ends of the earth. And that's where some of us are in regard to that. So you can trace, I mean, I mean, look back. I mean, you know, something that's really cool to do. Um, go back to the person who preached the gospel to you if you can. Ask them who preached the gospel to them. Who preached the gospel to them? And you go back all these generations. You go back in history. And, and, and man, you know, every single one of us can go back to the day of Pentecost. When Jesus, you know, hallelujah and amen, his faithfulness. He sent the Holy Spirit. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, the church was established upon the earth. And so, church, we got to be about our Father's business. Uh, we got to be worshiping God. We've got to be walking with God. We've got to be in, in God. We, we've got to be, uh, hallelujah and amen, you know, we got to be right with God. And we've got to be reaching out to other people. We've got to be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've got to be ministering Jesus Christ to everybody around us. Uh, that's the will of God, my friend. Uh, that's, you know, uh, hallelujah and amen. And it's just a good, glorious thing. And God does it all through the church. Uh, But hallelujah and amen. He's sending folks. And I believe if you read the word of God, Christian, you will find that you have already been sent. You will find commission passages. You'll find one in every gospel. And you'll find one in the book of Acts. And hallelujah and amen. God wants this thing to go out to the end of the earth. God wants every single man, woman, and child to hear this gospel. And this is, um, this is man, what we've got to be about. And hallelujah and amen. It's a blessed truth that somebody preached the gospel to you. And that God wants you to preach the gospel to somebody else. And matter of fact, a whole bunch of somebody else's. So that other people can be in Christ. Other people can be forgiven. Other people can be saved. And God is glorified there. And God is also glorified when, you know, and it's a sobering thing, uh, but God is glorified whenever somebody hears the gospel of Jesus Christ and says, no, says, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want him. No, I don't want you. Um, God is also glorified. He expresses his goodness. He expresses his mercy. He expresses the fact that he desires people to be saved. He expresses the fact that he has made every provision in Jesus Christ to take away your death and give you life and to do that for the whole world. And so God is glorified when, and and heaven rejoices when one sinner 
repents, and when one sinner believes in Jesus, when one sinner is saved, one sinner is born again, one sinner is forgiven, one sinner is made new, one sinner is delivered, one sinner is set free, hallelujah and amen, heaven erupts in rejoicing. And God is also glorified whenever somebody rejects him. But the point is, God is speaking. God has stuff he wants to say. God God wants people to hear about Jesus. And man, somebody preached it to you. He wants you to preach it to somebody else. Thank you so much for listening to me. I pray that this has been a blessing. Pray that this has been an encouragement to you. Please do get in touch with us. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to hear from you. Redeeming the Lost at iCloud.com. And we're also a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle World Church located in King, North Carolina, gbtministries.com. For information about the church, you can contact us that way too. Um, And may the Lord richly, richly bless you. And thank you so much for listening. Amen.